University of Utah, you're listening to Local for Locals, a KU radio production where we talk with local musicians, emerging artists, and underground visionaries. We cover new music, upcoming shows, and get to know the people behind the local music scene right here in Salt Lake City. I'm your co-host, Connor Nygaard. And I'm another co-host, Rennie. And today we're talking with Screwed, a funky rap rock group from Salt Lake. We're Screwed, and you're listening to KU Radio. Awesome. All right, thanks for coming in, guys. Um, Maybe uh, just to get started, do you guys want to say just your names and what you do in the band? Uh, start over there with Brecken. Hey, I'm Brecken. I'm the drummer. I'm Dante. I play bass. I do backing vocals. I'm um, Joran. I do vocals. I'm Alon. I play the guitar. Cool. And it's awesome to see a, a guitarist in a band. You don't, you don't see that often, especially in like small local bands. So yeah. um, I've seen you guys live before, uh, like a backyard show with a... Uh, Remember, get the paramedics, and uh, yes. Silica was there. Yes. That was a cool show. Damn, you were um, at that show? Yeah. That's cool. Uh, I guess it was more of a front yard, but it was yeah, cool. Yeah. And you guys rocked. So, uh, yeah, how'd, uh, how'd this all come together? Um, it mainly started with I was doing my solo rap stuff for about three years. I was in the process of working on my third album when. Uh, I brought in Alon to do keys on a track, and I've been bringing in my older brother, who's the bass player on bass for our tracks for kind of a while. But the first time we brought Alon doing keys in, it like we felt some different. Like there was more of a difference in the writing style with Alon adding it. And then about two or three weeks later, Dante got offered a gig, and Screwed wasn't actually a band yet, but we had the concept of doing rap rock kind of stuff because a year prior to Alon hopping on the beat with me and Dante I had made this like six track demo tape where the instrumentation was drums, bass, keys and vocals, no guitar. So when Dante got offered that gig just kind of shifting those demo songs I had written along with some of my other solo songs that were just a beat it just kind of happened naturally especially since me and Brecken met uh, in high school in percussion and then Dante and Alon just met in high school just through like mutual friends and stuff like that. Cool so you've always been in Utah typically? I was actually born in Minnesota my older brother was born in Arizona but moved shortly to Minnesota after I was born and Brecken's Utah native, Alon's an immigrant so yeah. we've all been here for like at least 10 years. Yeah, 10 years this is where everything I know is, so this is yeah. where I consider myself from, rather than Phoenix or Rochester. Mm -hmm. And how do you guys feel about like the local music scene in Salt Lake, the venues and like other bands you guys play with? Um, I love it. Like, Absolutely. Seen so many bands that like I'm just so grateful to, like have the opportunity to like get to know and like experience their art and like, I don't know the like sense of camaraderie within the scene is like, it's really nice. Yeah, we all, we're all trying to make it together instead of trying to tear each other down as a way to the top. And also, like, all four of us have been in other bands, like in other projects for years. And so there's a lot of connections that you still, like, kind of sort of have as, like, genres change and you're playing in different projects, but, like, everyone's still, like, just as cool. Like, you still, people still recognize you and they'll still be like, oh, dude, you're doing this now? So it's a good scene for sure. Yeah, and I also noticed you guys play a lot at uh, Black Lung. Yes. Um, we just had uh, Julius from Black yeah. Lung on the Love podcast. Um, yeah, shouts to Jules. So. Yeah, it's very cool. Uh, you guys looking for like a, a new home venue? We kind of already found one, ThriftRx down in Provo, but I don't know if you guys have heard the news, but Black Lung's already found a new location. Um, it's up in Ogden, and funnily enough, <laughs> me and me and Kitar guy over here, 
when we were in a psychedelic rock band, Endless Roulette, that was the first project we were in together. I was on drums because that's my main instrument. I did occasionally play bass in that. It was just I was less involved because uh, if you have a two guitar band, one of them can just play bass. Yeah, because yeah. the, the two guitarists were another set of brothers. Me and him being brothers and them being brothers, it was kind of like two influences kind of like smacking against each other, so it didn't really work out. The piano shop we were playing that he did his apprenticeship at, we were playing up in Ogden, actually is the new Black Lung location. Yeah. So me and Alon have already played a gig at the new Black Lung <laughs> location before with Black Lung. That's so it's cool. funny. Yeah. Is the music scene a bit different when you go up to Ogden or when you go down to Provo than it is in Salt Lake? I'm not as experienced in Ogden because there's, at least as far as I'm aware of, there's not really a big main, because there's a lot of venues down in Provo and there's a lot of venues in Salt Lake, but up in Davis County, they're kind of stranded. They have to go farther to find music, at least from shows that I've seen advertised. But the music scene between Provo and Salt Lake is definitely different. Like just the vibe of bands will play with and the audience members playing shows at Pro in Provo, we'll see a bunch of people we've never seen in Salt Lake and playing in Salt Lake, we see a bunch of people we never see in Provo. So it's definitely yeah. different crowds. I'd say there's more, I see more hardcore bands playing in Salt Lake City, not necessarily from Salt Lake City, but they play in Salt Lake City, and more, just kind of everything else I'll see a lot more in Provo. And uh, do you guys have like a preferred kind of um, lineup to play with? Like, do you like to play with like a, a variety of different genres that are drastically different, or do you like to stick with like um, similar I, to you guys? We, well, the thing about Screwed is in the scene there's not really a band that's another similar genre to us. Because my vocals is like I'm rapping the whole time, he's playing guitar instead of guitar. We don't really fit in <laughs> with other bands, but I like that because it allows us to kind of fit in anywhere. We can either be the softest band on the bill or the heaviest band on the bill. Like when we played Black Lung Society on the 27th, we were definitely the softest band on the bill. All the rest of them were like metal, kind of hardcore adjacent. But when we're playing um, the Beehive with like Echo City and all that, um, I Echo Point, my, my bad, my bad. There's a, there's a lot of names on that flyer. I feel like we were more likely to probably be the heaviest band on that bill. So I, I like to move around a lot more, find, find different niches that we can kind of work our way into if they allow us to. Cool. Do you have like a lot of pressure when you're like the heaviest band there versus the like the softest band? It's probably more pressure in being the softest band because yeah. I think um, I, either way it's just kind of like not necessarily like it's too hard or it's too soft. It's just it kind of left field like it's confusing to people who haven't seen it before. Mm -hmm. um, but I think it's generally well received with the like uniqueness of what we're doing. So you guys have Cram Jam coming up. Uh, what it, what are you preparing for us during that time? What are we? We need to. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, me me and our bass player discuss a lot more because I mean we still live together because we mm -hmm. both still live with our parents, being how young we are. At least one song we haven't played live yet. Maybe two songs we haven't played live. The writing process of the band comes pretty quickly because when we started back in April, we had only my solo songs, no original songs for the band, and we're pretty close to, at least, I have all my lyrics for our 14-track album, and we have, like, a lot of the instrumentation done. Mm -hmm. Pretty much most of the time you see Screwed, there's one or two new songs, unless you, like, see us every show, which, like, nobody does, so. Um, do you have, like, a release date for that 14-track album? We have not started recording, so 
I want to drop it in 2024. I'm shooting for June 2024, but no promises at all. <laughs> We've definitely, um, maybe just us two have had our fair share of like saying something's going to come out mm. and then it doesn't. Maybe more me, because when he says he's going to drop his album on May 20th, it happens on May 20th which it has like three times and one yeah. up and a fourth, but. Dropped three albums on May 20th, 2021, 2022, 2023. May 20th, 2024, I will drop a, another album. And put, put money on that. Also that we like keep getting offered more gigs and like we try to take a month off for recording and we got like a little bit done, but we also like took some gigs during that month anyway. And then immediately more gigs the next month and we're like, we have to practice guys, we can't. Jordan's too good at finding yeah. gigs. <laughs> yeah, because we get offered a handful, like, because we've probably gotten offered like five or six of our gigs, but the rest of them is just very much me going out and finding it. Either a lot of the gigs we've played, I'm the one that got the date from the venue, and then I'm the one that put the bill together. And our first show was April 8th of this year, and then we just recently played our 16th show on November 10th, and we already have... Our 17th booked at The Rise, December 1st. Our 18th booked, which is the Cram Jam at Beehive on December 8th. Then the next day, we're going on the Thrift RX, December 9th. That's a gig where we got asked to play, same with Cram Jam. And then um, another, thrift another thrift gig on December 16th, which is a bill date that I got and I put the bill together. So that's like... And we're not playing with the same 19 band or 20 twice. after we play all those. Yeah, we're not, not playing with the same band at all on any of those bills. It's all completely different. Very versatile. Very versatile. <laughs> and then me and uh, my brother here actually have a new project where our first show is going to be at Soda Boba December 14th. I'm going to be on drums. He's going to be on guitar and vocals. And then we have another show with Thrift RX for that band December 17th. So six shows for us. Four shows month. for the hey, shows for Screwed. And if you count the jazz bands, I have six too. It's <laughs> like there's a lot of big things coming up yeah. this year. Uh, definitely yeah. go check them out live. They have insane energy and uh, it's really unique. So it's yeah. fun stuff. Do you guys have any inspirations for kind of the um, like the genre bending stuff you guys do? Not. Yeah. Yes. Mm -hmm. Not. Yeah. Because originally when we started the band, because some I'd forgotten that I had made the demo track or demo EP like a year before. And I was trying to make, like, knockoff snot. And then Dante's like, wait a minute, not only do we not have any guitar players, we have our homie who's really good at keys. And our first show, he actually didn't have the guitar. He was playing on his uh, Prophet synth. Because right after our first show was his birthday. So I think him and his mom, or just his mom, like, got him that guitar. And that's when we really started going crazy. Is It was a lot more of a visual, flashy element that brought to the band. But... I mean, we allowed him to stand up and walk. Dude, yeah, people don't realize, like, guitarists take it for granted, but, like, because I've been gigging since I was, like, 15, but I was always sitting behind a very large keyboard, and you can only move so much, and you can only look so cool, mm. and it's so much more fun when you can move your legs. Yeah, and I've, just, I've like, seen you like, bob your head a lot. Move the guitar <laughs> around and stuff. You got a lot cooler once you stood up. Yeah, yeah but for other influences... We saw this band that had come up from Super Phoenix. Tiger. Phoenix, Super yeah. Tiger. We saw Super yeah. Tiger at Thrift RX, which is what inspired me to start trying to book shows at Thrift RX. And also just their style. They were kind of like Primus meets punk. And Dante here in the bass playing, he's like, dude, I need to, I need to go way yeah, crazy very, with my bass playing. Very flashy, like 
like doing doing a lot doing doing more than the bass player generally does like just a lot of higher notes like chords a bunch of slapping and like just kind of weird note note choice like it was like the primus like claypool type style um i definitely picked up on it quite a lot when i saw dale from super tiger do it and then like they kind of instantly broke up like while they were still in town like they came up and they booked like yeah. five shows and then they didn't play the last two because something happened but then like i figured since they were far away and also gone it's like well i'm gonna steal this because i don't know and then yeah and then lyrically i take a lot of inspiration um delivery wise from old dirty bastard of wu-tang clan he's my favorite rapper hands down i mean i really like old like slim shady stuff really big into icp uh whoop whoop and also after we started the band, I started because I had already been into always been into new metal. Like Mike Shinoda from Lincoln Park was my first favorite rapper, and then um, after we got after we started the band is when I started actually listening more to Limp Biscuit. After we got comparisons of that, because I had listened to them somewhat before the band, but not really. I got into more after the band, but uh, after we started getting comparisons to Rage Against the Machine, and I sat in the back of my mind, I'm like. I don't agree with that, just like from the cuts I knew off the radio. And then once I started listening, got way more into their first album after the band started, I realized I'm like, oh, some of the bass lines, some of the like, because some of our songs I do have more of a, I don't know, activist type approach with my lyricism. So I understand where we can kind of get that comparison. But then for drums, definitely me and Brecken are on the same page, like Jamie Miller, the drummer for Snot, like early Deftone stuff, Abe Cunningham, just... I don't know, me and him being drummers and being in percussion for how long we were together, it like, I don't know, Brecken's like pretty much always on the same page as me. I barely have to say anything for the drums. He's just got it. Any other influences from uh, anyone else? Mm-hmm. I mean, that's a pretty exhaustive list. Yeah, yeah. that's a very yeah. exhaustive list. Um, just new metal in general. Yeah. Was that I mean, what you would describe your genre as? Um, the type of I music think it definitely you play. falls under new metal or like rap rock. Yeah, rap rap rock is the best one I think because we're we're a little softer than I'd say full on calling ourselves metal, but new metal is just kind of metal influences with metal influences with other influences. That be it hip hop, funk, jazz. But I mean, I don't know them being in jazz band together definitely get a little bit of the jazz influence. Definitely get the hip hop from me. Definitely get some funk from Dante's bass playing. So. Definitely new metal, rap rock kind of stuff. Cool. Did you have any challenges kind of putting those uh, um, influences together at all, or did it all kind of come naturally Dude, when you started together? The Our writing process for Screwed has been so insanely easy compared to like every band I've been in. It's kind of mind blowing. Like Dante will just have a bass line and he'll start playing it, and I'll just start doing something really wacky on the guitar, and then it happens. Yeah. And then Jordan kind of like is like wait do that again and then put that in the chorus and it's 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 been like very fast every time we've written a song and it's not like we're trying to make it sound a certain way it's just like hearing and reacting and then cool stuff comes out sometimes Brecken's just kind of goaded so it yeah makes it, makes it real smooth sailing yeah yeah a big part of the writing process is that when all my rap albums I make my own beats so me being instrument like I play drums on my main instrument I was a percussionist so that means I understand like a piano keyboard and I also Dante taught me how to play bass so I can also play bass so playing all the other instruments in the band it allows me to more move around the pieces and also how much of a lyricist I am I'll start writing a song 
entirely in lyrics. I'll write all the lyrics with no instrumentation at all. It's a lot easier for rappers to do that because the melodies never come in and fuck with me. Sorry if I can't cuss. Oh, you can cuss. All right. Um, and so the melodies never come in and like start really messing with me. And so when I hear them play a certain thing, I'm like, oh, that works for this song I've written. And then I have them be like, all right, that one's going to be the verse. You're going to play for this long. This one's going to be the chorus for that long. So like very much now, like they write their own parts. But for structure, I feel like a lot of that is me. Dante will do it more, but just with how long I've been producing my beats and being able to have this section the exact amount of length for the lyrics I write before or afterwards, it just, it works better that way. And also the songs come quicker because with all of them coming up with their own parts, I will make a lot of my beats with samples. It's pretty much like they're the samples, but I have way more manipulation with it because I don't have to sit there and chop it up or add a bunch of effects. I can just be like, hey, can you play this slightly differently? And they can just run with it because all three of them are really talented musicians. So I'm very lucky to have that. What type of um, samples are you typically um, using in so your songs? I really like get like old kind of like kind of like rock drums to get that like boom bap feel, and then I I really like sampling keys is one of my favorites, and then also horns because I mean I like guitars, but I I like guitars more if there's two guitarists playing off each other. If it's only one instrument, I prefer keys, and I guess a lot of my samples I take it's of multiple horn players, but if I have like only one instrument to be playing with a bassist and a drummer, piano sample is usually my go-to. Kind of like old timey, get like get that like vinyl pop kind of grit on it, that kind of stuff. Mm. And then I add a lot of effects on top of that. <laughs> yeah. So much that you can, that the computers themselves cannot recognize it's the same sample if they try and copyright me. A lot of weird noises that are um, lend well to being replicated by a weird instrument. Like yeah, a guitar. guitar. Mm. Can you walk me through like your favorite signal chain of effects? Favorite, gotta be the Bit Crusher. That's like the foundation of my sound. I really like flangers too. I'll throw an auto filter on there, make it all like warbly. I don't know. The fact that you asked me, I feel like you know what these are. And I really, just really like just kind of any any distortion with like some sort of like phaser or flanger afterwards. But hands down, my favorite effect is definitely a Bit Crusher. Put a little bit of reverb on there a lot, but also what I like doing with my samples is pitching them up, pitching them down. And the main thing I like doing is reversing. If you ever listen to a beat of mine, you're like, man, what is that? Probably makes way more sense if you hear it played forwards instead of backwards. And then especially what I'll do is I'll, I'll chop it up, like cut it up and then rearrange the pieces of the sample and then only reverse half of it. And that's when stuff gets really wacky. When a sample's half chopped up and reversed, then you put a bit crusher on it, then you put an auto filter and then like a phaser or a flanger after that. It's, it's so much of a web of just pretty much computer sound, and the sample is just making the waveform go up and down. The raw audio file of that is sometimes kind of entirely lost, and I create something new, but other times you can just straight up tell what song it is. I kind of think, like, uh, as far as the, like, effects chain question, I figured it's somewhat worth mentioning that I just run, like, cheap, like, $30, like, no-name brand pedals. Like, I run one compressor that is not very good. It's, like, I got it only because it was small and it was orange. It like saps all my low end, but then I use just like this cheap Behringer bass overdrive that I got only because it had the blend knob for the drive signal, then like this tiny little like Donner chorus. And then like, I use a pretty like decently higher end bass. It's like, 
I had like a like a Ibanez BTB. I play a five string in drop A most of the time, but um, that just running into my PVTNT amp, and then Alon, his tone is like he'll have whatever patches he has, and he'll be making whatever crazy noises he makes. But like we just run him through my Boss Katana amp with like one of the tones I already had set up for like some uh, particular song in one of the like uh, other bands we had. I just kind of. I lost my point there, but... You like to like. play around. Well, shout out Beringer, uh, shout out Big Crusher, shout out yeah. Donner. Um, yeah, I I know. To, shout out Jules again. I'm not as much of a gear snob as a, a lot of people. In this Neither am I. I. I do use the cheapo stuff pedal-wise. It's um, a funny-looking pedal board because I just kind of have some old pegboard. It's like very DIY-looking rubber band zip ties, but... Yeah, somebody um, wants to know. So you you've, you've heard a lot about us, Breck and Helmut. How about you tell us about your drum setup? Like how many toms you got and cymbals and stuff. You got a whole mic to yourself. Oh, you said like two words. <laughs> well, I mean, what I use for gigging is just like a Pacific kit. Like, have you seen like the movie Whiplash? It's like the green kit that he plays. I like the same one, but I just see, I have two rack toms, floor tom. Uh, I, I love splashes. I've got like a Sabian AAX uh, splash. It's the one that I, I'm like, I'm a huge nerd and I don't have everything memorized, but someone has like the holes in it. And then I've got my other splashes, like a Zildjian, and uh, my drum teacher gave it to me, and it was also his drum teacher's, so it's like really special. It's like super vintage. Uh, for my snare, I've got a, what is it? It's a, it's a Tama uh, SLP. Uh, and I don't know I I like metal snares a lot more than wood, and then metal like for for our sound I like to just like crank it up too and like get it like a, a super super tight pingy sound. Uh, that one of those basketball snares. Me and him are on the same page. Yeah. That high ringy steel shell snare. Yeah, but like but like Sabian's definitely my favorite for cymbals. That's that's why I run pretty much except for my one splash. Uh, Evans drum heads, the the G two coated heads are are my go to, and then for my uh, pedals I use the uh, the Speed Cobras by Tama, and uh, I I've got like a double bass, but usually for screwed I just use a single. What about sticks? What kind of sticks you play? Oh yeah, see I'm I'm like always on the fence about what sticks I want to stick with, but like Promark is is my main brand. I for a while I was using the the Glenn Koch ones. Which are pretty pretty goofy sticks. They they're like, like they look that, like anal beads. Yeah, they look like <laughs> anal beads. Like that part you hold is like all like ribs, which I like because like my hands get super sweaty when I play, so it helps me grip them better. They kind of have like a weird coating on. Them. Yeah, he like he likes he likes lacquered sticks yeah. a lot more. Uh, but I've been I've been trying the Promark Seven Forty Seven lately, and I, I've been liking those a lot. So I might might be sticking with those for a while. Those are a darker wood. They're like walnut or something, right? Uh, the, is that a different? No, those are different. These ones are are pretty just like standard looking. Yeah, I think it's a different pair of Promarks. That's like that dark, kind of wood. Yeah, I I grabbed a few of those like the thicker ones. Yeah, I don't know. I'm more of a big Firth guy, but like Promark's still still good brand for sure. Beats Zildjian sticks any day. Milan, do you know what model your guitar is? I know it's the chord, yeah. but I figure since we mentioned everything else, yeah, I guess uh, we're going to the a couple spec. numbers. I think it's the Korg R100S is what it's called. Um, it's got like a little short ribbon controller for my left hand and then a long ribbon controller that goes along the keys for my right hand. And then the keys are all like slimmer, like slimmer profile than a normal keyboard. 
So I didn't realize this until uh, I borrowed my friend's guitar for like the last Black Lung show, and I was trying to learn the parts that I played for Screwed on that other guitar. But there's like multiple parts that I play that I just can't physically reach on an actual piano keyboard, and I can reach like a thirteenth or something on the on the chord guitar. So yeah, it's pretty fun. Yeah, and then microphone-wise, most vocalists just use the gigs microphone. I bring my own like every single time, and it's just a Shure SM58 with the switch on it. I have had it since I was like 13 because, I don't know. My main reason for wanting to be a vocalist is I really like dancing and moving, and you can't do that behind a drum set. And me not being able to sing but liking lyrics is kind of where the rap came from. Because like singing, that's definitely my older brother. It's not really my field. I feel like drummers... They they just jam out with their hair. You all have long hair, <laughs> by the way. So the guy who is it tied up has the longest, by the way. Yeah, it's, there's so much of it to deal with. <laughs> so the like the main reason I grew my hair out is so I could like headbang while I drum. <laughs> Me and Dante's father has actually had long hair our entire lives. So this is like the third time I've grown my hair out. Dante started growing his hair out like five years ago five or something. Six years ago, I had like it was like. I got a haircut so bad in eighth grade that I was like, oh no, I'm, I'm, I'm finally, like I can't, I can't do that anymore. And then I had like one trim like mid freshman year and now I've just been getting like horrible split ends since because I've been too lazy to trim it. But I don't know, it, it, it looks cool when it does come out and then it'll go flat and weird. So I put it back away. But, I don't know. Versatile for throwing the, uh, weird goofy fits I'll do for screwed because that's I like that's that's something I like doing with the band is like I don't know I'm I'm doing such kind of like the band's already pretty ridiculous and like what I'm doing with the bass is kind of out there but like the fact that most of the time I'm the one dressed like most strangely and I, I don't like to like repeat wearing anything at the gig cause, so I just want people like I don't know. I like, and I also like hiding behind sunglasses so I can be like, who is this guy? What is he doing? What is going on? You guys have like a band Pinterest board for like your fits? Do bands normally have Pinterest boards for their I fits? I don't, I don't use Pinterest. I use Instagram and if, like if someone sends me some on Snapchat, I'll respond to it. But like besides that, like, I don't know, like we don't have a presence on like TikTok or Twitter or anything because I run all the social media and I've never had either of those. Like, uh, if you see anything from the screwed Instagram, that's only me, simply because, I don't know, like, these three could do it, but I feel like we a lot of, want to. yeah, yeah. <laughs> a lot of times it runs smoother, because, well, like, you'll hit up a band, someone will read it, and then they'll forget to tell the rest of their band members, so you'll just yeah. get left on red for, like, a couple days, and with it being just me, I'm in charge of all that, I, I don't know, it makes me have to, like, remember to get back to it a lot more, and I feel like a lot of bands, you'll get a response most of the time pretty quickly from screwed, like, if you get a like, it takes us more than like an hour or two to respond. That is definitely one hundred percent my fault. I'm sorry. I probably like plugged my phone in when and started playing drums or something. That's like most of the time you hit up Screw for a gig, you'll get a response within like 10, 15 minutes. But yeah, as far as like the whole like costume Pinterest board type thing, we don't like really plan it out. We have consulted each other before, but it's mostly just kind of like, hey, wear something along these lines, or wear something goofier for this one, or like yeah, well, this one's a Halloween show. Sit like, there and be like, what's the fits? And yeah. then we'll have like... Steal one of their yeah. shirts or something. I saw like a picture of like the Halloween show. How do you play with a mask on? Like oh, I yeah, noticed, it was, so, was, yeah, was it you that yeah, were wearing a mask? Yeah, that was me. Uh, you know, I you couldn't really see anything, but 
I don't know. I, I always cool. yeah. bring my own kit, so I can like kind of like I I've got it pretty muscle memorized where stuff stuff is. So yeah, it. It, it was really nice in the mosh pit, though, let me tell you. Uh, I, like, got blasted in the face a few times, and that mask definitely protected me. I couldn't yeah. see, though. <laughs> yeah, the... Because, I don't know, he, I don't know if you could tell, he was, the, he was the drummer from Slipknot, and, like, because we were all people from new metal bands. Very loosely. Very loosely. I guess Pri Primus is not a new metal band, but he was Les Claypool. I was Fred Durst of Limp Bizkit. He was Head from Korn. I don't even know if he knows who that is, but that's what me and Dante decided for him. And then, I don't know, Joey Jordison's, like, damn good drummer and like Brecken already had he already owned that mask putting on that mask was like oh this guy's really good at drums I guess he's Jordison like it's kind of a no-brainer there but um yeah with the mosh pit thing like since we were playing with all like metal like harder bands at like especially since it was the last show at Black Lung it was like people were throwing down so that I feel like him nuts. him him having the having the mask on definitely helped because yes. if you if you come to a screwed show and we're playing with harder bands probably stay in the back Unless you want to be in the pit, unless, unless, like unless, unless, yeah, unless you want to get unless you want to get rocked, but I don't know. People will get a little rowdy for our sets, which is a little confusing to me because I can't <laughs> hear it. I'm like, this doesn't sound that heavy. I'm just playing it. Just, it, yeah, it it really depends on what are the bands we play with. Yeah. Like mm -hmm. like the Cram Jam, more than likely the crowd will be pretty pretty still, or they won't be too rowdy. But like when we're on a bill with like all metal bands and like all the all the people in the audience came to throw down for the other bands and they hear the like funky kind of heaviness of our band it just makes them want to move because that's the main thing is they may not be like i don't know throwing arms like it's hardcore dancing or something but like it screw makes you want to move it's groovy it's music it's 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 dance music kind of sure there's some throwing down at the cramp i will we gotta get back watch back. out watch out yeah, if, yeah, if yeah, the yeah. band gets heavy i will start moving like a madman <laughs> you guys come to the cramp jam you better throw down the screw yes do so. There better be a pit. <laughs> All right. Well, um, before we wrap up, did you guys have anything you wanted to shout out or anything? You uh, to shout out Vance. <laughs> I was gonna shout out Cudney because that was the first person I could think of. Um, Dude, I love Cudney. Cudney's dope. We might do uh, Scredney with them. A split. split. I don't know if I'm. I don't know if we that should. will happen, but it we should probably happen. will. Probably, uh, it'll probably happen. Um, Jules shouted out eardrums as the last oh. person he shouted out. Oh. Shout out Jules, obviously. Yeah, yeah, I, just keep out yeah. I got the shirt on. Shout out uh, Lich, Dylan. Yeah, shout out Lich for sure. Infernium. Yeah, Infernium. Oh, Infernium dude. Uh, and three, three of the five guys of Infernium actually go to the U, and then Travel and Mass, um, I think at least two of their members also Liam go to the goes. U. Liam goes to the U. So... I'd say Travel and Mass and Infernium are probably two bands that are I would definitely interview. They were both on the last Black Lung show with us, so they would definitely be able to be able to tell some tales. But um, no, I lo love the guys in Infernium, love the guys in Travel and Mass, killer bands. Shout out Lich too. They're more like Utah County based, so I don't know if they have any members that go here, but shout out Lich all the way. Um, Borzoi too. Can't forget Borzoi. Oh, yeah. Shout out Borzoi. Shout out Bittersweet. Shout out Lovelace. They don't really need it, but. Fuck, I love Lovelace. <laughs> uh, I, I kind of mumbled Silica while Jordan was starting to oh, show yeah. Borzoi, but um, is dope. I like that it. is, yeah. Silica is kind of mainly what we have to thank, who we have to thank for Screwed in its current form, like mm -hmm. coming together the way it did, because um, just 
like that's how I became familiar with Brecken as a drummer and how yeah, Alon and Brecken got yeah like, that's how I kind of got into the hardcore scene or Silica uh, but um yeah Silica I love those guys like I well things are coming soon for them for nice. us for anyone but Endless Roulette that was what actually started it with us <laughs> yeah what actually started it for, first band uh, the three of us minus Brecken we're in together then after played with us for yeah, after they kick after they kicked me out for being too heavy of a drummer, they had Brecken sub in one time because I think they were joking, but I didn't like fully realize that I'm like, oh, I can hit a Brecken, and then because they made him they made him practice with him like twice and then play a show, which like people only do that to drummers, and um, but that first time that he played with Thunder Roulette, the first and only time he played with Thunder Roulette, Silica, Slug at the time was also playing. And so oh, when yeah, he saw that cool. band, just me and him kind of standing next to each other, I'm like, like yeah, honestly, I don't know why they asked you to play drums for Endless Roulette, because Endless Roulette and Silica, Slug at the time, had the same drummer that was going off to the Marines. So both of them needed a replacement. But Slug slash Silica is way more Brecken's drum style. That kind of like, I don't know, Tool, kind of like Danny Carey kind of style. Like, I don't know, he rips big off Danny Carey. And not like ripping off, but like he likes ripping those fills. And just like... Silica was way more Brecken's drumming style. It like let him flourish, and it also let Dante and Alon get used to his drumming style. Cause me and Brecken, being in Highland Band together, we just fucking played a lot of stuff back and forth. Just him, me and him, pretty much being the best percussionist there. Just trading off kit, especially there was times where I would bring my bass to Highland since there was bass amps, and oh, I would just be able. Basketball games. Yeah. Oh, the basketball games were fun because it was it was just. Like, you know, there's the pep band playing, there's the band, and then instead of having, like, marching band drums, we have the kit. So it's me and Brecken, like, trading off kit at the basketball games. Yeah, that was that was how we, I think, really got used to each other's styles. Going back and forth, just shredding on there. Yeah. <laughs> uh, man, I miss those days. But, uh... Shout out T-Log. Shout out T-Log. Hey, T-Log. Shout out Mr. Black, our old music teacher. Shout out Mr. Watson, my middle school music teacher. Shout out Mr. J. Woods oh, yeah, wood, woodworking hey. teacher. We all took... We to all took uh, Mr. J's class in Highland. Shout out. Shout out, Jay. Shout out, Miss Heaven, the welding teacher. Yeah. Shout out, Ricky, the welding Shout out guy. to Highland yeah. in yeah. general, I guess. How is the best high school? Teddy P. Teddy P. Do you guys know about Teddy P? I do not. Oh my yeah, god. Yeah, Teddy P on here. It's uh, a bunch of these students at the music school here. They play some like weird, jazzy stuff, and they're very, very good. And they're worth watching, and they have plenty of shows and stuff. And I think they have music release, too. Yeah, yeah. Teddy P's got a check them out. Cool. Shout out Neil Peart. He's like my—he's he's probably my biggest inspiration. Yeah, that, that's that's who I was forgetting. I'm a was, Rush was Rush boy. Was yeah. Rush. Um, Come to the Cram Jam. Yeah. Yeah, Cram Jam album uh, potentially June 2024. Um, hopefully, hopefully. If you guys comment enough on their Instagram about it, they'll probably <laughs> they'll probably have to release it June 2024, yeah. right? Put the pressure on Alon and Brecken. It's not me and Dante. Hey, it's yeah, I was it's like, four guys. I, was, I, I have the most free time. I can always record Liam Kramer. Put the, yeah, put the <laughs> shout out Liam Kramer. He's the unofficial fifth member. Shout out, shout out uh, James Thorpe, unofficial, also fifth member. Yep. Don't worry about it. They're both the fifth guy. <laughs> Come get screwed sometime. All right. It looks like that's about all the time we have in the studio today. Thanks so much for listening to Screwed Nerd Out about their gear. Be sure to check out their Instagram at SKRUDESLC. Make sure to check them out and see them live at the Cram Jam. Thanks for tuning in to Local for Locals with KU Radio, and be sure to keep an eye out for the next episode.